Today, on this episode of Ryoko Wari, City of Lies, episode 53, the dark forces that have maligned this city are finally faced down. But, will the Emerald Magistrates be able to stop them, or will they succumb to temptation and torment? And what happened to Tayo? A familiar face arrives to assist in finding answers. Find out what happens today on This American Dice. Madame Karaku has been running her in for decades. The rooms are dirty, the sake is watered down, and the girls that work there can hardly be called girls. In fact, it seems they're barely people anymore. Madame Karaku's inn is where old, broken prostitutes come because they have nowhere else to finish out their time on this earth. The patrons who come here know why they're here. It's the cheapest den of sin in a city full of them. Madame Karaku has seen plenty of rough clients. Johns who get rough with the girls, or drunks who wreck the rooms even beyond their usual state of disrepair. The woman, already an unusual trade, who's been here for almost a week, is some other kind of rough, some darker kind. Thankfully, the koku she's poured into Karaku's purse has quieted her nerves. But every so often, they still quiver, despite the gold pressing them down. The girls that head up to her room come out changed, silent, with their gazes miles off in the distance, with no desire to drink or smoke their woes away. They're husks, and that's coming from Madame Karaku. Perhaps more disturbingly, it's the men she brings to her room. When the night is nearly over and that sole lone sailor or fisherman or gambler finds himself waking up penniless in the lobby, there's been a new face to welcome him. She's not friendly, she's not nice, and her eyes are anything but kind. But these men are rarely looking for any of those things. Merely that she is a woman, and that she isn't demanding payment up front is enough for these lowlifes to silently follow her back to her room. What do they know? She's a woman in a brothel. She must be a prostitute. It is good that these men tend to be loners, wanderers, vagabonds, the kind of men who no one will miss and no one will come looking for. They do not ever come out. Madame Karaku has been running her in for decades. The rooms are dirty, the sake is watered down, and the girls that work there can hardly be called girls. In fact, it seems they're barely people anymore. But Madame Karaku has saved up some money. It might be enough to live somewhere else, somewhere far from everything she's seen, everything she's done, far from that woman, the woman who barely opens her mouth to speak. A large city surrounded by green walls and acres and acres of poppy fields. A group of monks travel toward the city, exchanging prayers for whatever alms the poor peasants of the countryside can spare. In the noble quarter, we see a beautiful but imposing palace and a foreign-looking minareted estate. In the temple quarter, we see the glistening white temple of the sun goddess with a 60-foot pole topped by a shimmering golden spear and the Temple of the Fortune of Wealth with its towering statue of the patriot god of the city. Next door in the merchant quarter, we see busy streets with noisy merchants selling wares from all over Rokugan and beyond. On the other side of the Bay of Drowned Honor, the fishermen's quarter, dirtier with poorer commoners, meaner gangs, and shabby dwellings amid the docks 
houses. We pass the leather workers quarter, the home of the Ada, the untouchables, and the only building of notice there, the city crematorium. Finally, we arrive at Teardrop Island, the license quarter, with its perpetual twilight of hanging lanterns, fine sake and geisha houses. We follow a man in a basket hat as he's beckoned inside by a beautiful geisha. He enters and removes his hat. We see one of the monks from the beginning, Ryoku Owari, City of Lies. Madame Karaku's Inn is in the Fisherman Quarter. Hmm. So I'm wondering if um, the next scene that we see after the, the opening sequence of the show is the next scene that we see the Yugare looking for this thing in the Fisherman's Quarter, this darkness, like trying to figure out where in the Fisherman's Quarter it is specifically. Sure. Yugare had sensed that there was a great, that there was a darkness similar to what he had felt um, in the, on Teardrop Island, but now it's located in the Fisherman's Quarter. It's not necessarily quite the same place of brutality, but it's certainly got this connection of despair. And it has, the way I described it before, if he was an animal sniffing things out, it has a similar musk to what he had looked for before. Yeah, that sounds bad. Sounds like a bad place. Bad place, bad time. Right. I, I, I need to find it. All right, so... Sniff it up. Sounds like you are... Does Yugre head into the Fisherman's Quarter? Yeah, I mean... Hello? I think I was planning to share that this thing was a thing and that maybe people would want to come check it out with me. So I probably would have... Uh... Well, I mean, if nothing else, he's with Aji after the after Kuni Renu's death. That's true. So he's already with Aji. Okay. So, yeah. Is Aji down for that? Yeah. Then let's move this a little more this way. Cool. Why are we heading here after a funeral? Okay, yeah. So we we see um, you guys um, are coming into the city from outside where Kuni Renyu and the deputies have kind of that barracks where now Kuni Renyu's body is. Maybe we see a waft of smoke off in the background. You guys are coming into the city, maybe, probably not into the noble quarter, but into the merchant quarter, to kind of head over to the fisherman's quarter, but we see you guys kind of come through that gate, and then I think that would be a great thing to set the scene of Aji turning and asking asking that exact question, so I'd hit that again if I were you. What, where are we going, you cry? There's been a lot of darkness in this city and it has to be stopped if we're to ever be able to do our jobs uh, I sense I sense it coming from this way alright where, where is this way the just kind of wanders <laughs> yeah the first thing that came to mind is that he like responds with a clever metaphor that I can't come up with something like where is the or when you are looking for opium how do you find it but to 
sense the trail. Remember, the thing, the thing that almost kind of clued you into this is this almost feeling of despair that you had connected back to that place on Teardrop Island that you chose not to go after initially. Right. So maybe you could express that if you wanted to, but... Um, yeah, I'll just say, like, I sensed this type of darkness before and didn't pursue it. I can't let that slip by again. It's more like my character is hesitant to enter Teardrop Island. Well, you're not going to Teardrop Island. Going to the Fisherman's Quarter. Oh, not? I don't know why you want to go to the Fisherman's Quarter. Oh, all right. Well, did you tell him you're going to the Fisherman's Quarter? If I know, yeah, I'll say, like, Mm -hmm. I sense it in the Fisherman's Quarter. We're headed that way. All right. Just, I also have bad memories because of those firemen who stole my clothes. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is true. <laughs> it is true. That was I wonder, under, under, so, I wonder if these guys will just you're, see fire. You're with me, so uh, I'll be all right. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, this fireman walks by in a crane top hat. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, good day. Hello, Gunnar. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys cross through probably the temple quarter and into the merchant's quarter across the bridge of drunken lovers into the Crab Caves, which is a neighborhood in the Fisherman's Quarter. All right. Um, This is where, you know, like Lean Meats used to operate his gambling barge out of and where he lived. You guys have seen a lot of stuff go on in this part of the Fisherman Quarter. Um, You also know maybe Aji more so than you, Gray. It's the home to the Fire Eaters firemen. Those were the ones that jumped him, right? No, those were the moment's edge. They're mm. Oh, these are his buddies, right? No, no those are the strong arm firemen. Yeah. The yellow boys. The yellow. <laughs> so many firemen. There are a lot of firemen. Could have passed that, that warehouse where you died also. So that's... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's up in the moment's edge territory. So... <laughs> we're going to think All right. about it. I want a whole new territory. Side of the same side of the map. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure the only time we've ever come over here is when Tyler and I were trying to get outside and those assholes stopped us. No, you guys have been over here before. Really? Is that so? Most of the time you guys have gone into the fisherman's quarter, you've been you've been in you've been in the crab caves, right where these guys are. Oh. So the Alright. So I think you can almost you have that lingering feeling of that despair that was there, but narrowing this down is gonna be tough because there's a lot of places in the fisherman's quarter that seem just sad. Poverty ridden. I guess the best move to make is this uh, monk move instrument of the kami. That would. I let the spirits guide me, and some of the options include being where I need to be, finding. meeting the right person at this particular time, or having what I need right now. Alright. Sounds good. So go ahead and. Make that roll, which is a blessed roll? It is. All right. We got a 7 plus 3 is 10. Yeah. Pretty good. So 10 is choose 2. Um, it's rough, because the fourth option I didn't read is you do not shirk an important responsibility. <laughs> oh, that's... I'd like to not shirk an important responsibility. That's an important one. But I also like these other ones. <laughs> I mean, you get, do you get to pick? Two. Mm. Mm. I feel like this is an important responsibility. Or maybe... 
Let's see what happens. I won't choose not to shortcut for those cards. <laughs> oh no. I'll choose to be where I need it to be and meet the person you need to find at this particular time. Mm-hmm. Yuguri kind of looks around and he's feeling this uh, this despair and um, he's brought back to this place where he's been before and he remembers when Jaw the Ronin um, was uh, was being hunted by the Thunderguard and Yugure found several of the Thunderguard that Jaw had one or two of them that had been killed by him and then other folks that had been like badly injured mm. and it was at a brothel that seemed just absolutely repugnant and soon enough you're kind of following this feeling this awful feeling that's almost um, like luring you deeper into this hole and when you feel as if you've almost come to the bottom and kind of stopped moving as if you were an object rolling down a hill you look up and you are exactly in that place in it? I'll say in front of it in front of it that's fine because I only saw the back last time I think it was out back I don't quite remember, but you ended up going inside to deal with the to help the Thunder Guard. So I you've been came in there. Out the front door. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I think I'll kind of come out of that stupor and be like Aji, yeah. and look over to see if he's still there because I realize I haven't been cogent for. I don't know if that's the right word. Aji. This is the place. I've been here once before. I didn't know this place was your thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know this is where we were coming, but this is where we arrived. There was death here last time. But what I feel now is even worse. And then I think I'll, like, go inside. All right. Follow him. So when you step inside, um, and you guys probably have your badges on and are dressed as magistrates, mm-hmm. there's kind of a hustling of some people that are, like, maybe moving away either into, like, back rooms or other people who are moving outside of this place. Like, like going out some other door. Um, but there are other people who just can't because they're either too drunk and they're kind of like stumbling around. There's one or two people who are passed out. There's definitely um, the smell of opium. Uh, though Aji can tell it's like uh, incredibly cheap, incredibly um, like poor quality. It's probably mixed with a lot of other things that um, would just be just the equivalent of other herbs and that kind of stuff that don't do anything might initially smell good when you're holding it and later on when you go to smoke it end up smelling really stinky almost like incense that like when you light reeks though when you had it beforehand smelled great and how I would describe most incense (laughs) Um, the place is dark the place is dingy the floor is dirty 
if you look down um, after you've won, after you've come in, um, you see that there's a spot that you almost completely recognize as where that fight had occurred, and there's still like stains on the floor from where there had been blood from one of those thunder guard that was killed that has just never been fully cleaned up. So you said most of the people like cleared out. A lot of people have. There's some drunks, some people who are way too high to to leave, and they're still in here. Plus, some of the clearing out has been like them going to rooms rather than them leaving the building. Right. But there isn't, like, a greeter, like, hey, welcome to the brothel. (laughs) Nope. I think the odds are that person is one of the people who left. Right. Uh, What can we do for you today? I think I'll... Does this place have multiple floors? Is that multi-story? I think it has two stories. So um, the place looks, like I said, very, very shabby. There's probably a staircase that looks as though it isn't the safest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but it leads up to kind of like some more private rooms upstairs. Well, having been here before, I know where at least a couple of the rooms are, although I wouldn't... Sure. I mean, it's, it's pretty... I don't know what that would be, but... Um, I at least went in just to like help treat some people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'll see you did probably most of that just right here in the lobby where they were hurt. I don't okay. Where that was kind of happening. Okay. Um, well, either way, I guess no one's going to tell us, no one's greeting us or telling us to go away or anything, then we just have a free run of the place. Self-service. Do I have a sense of, uh... I think you know, you know that this is the place. Like, this is where that, like, um, that pit of despair seems to have kind of reached its nadir, if that's how you say that word. Um, like, like the low point... This is definitely the place, Aji. We, we will have to find the source of the, of the darkness. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't sense anything except griminess. <clears throat> but uh, lead the way. All right. I wonder if... So your, 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 move, your, your move had said that you're in the right spot and you find who you... The person, you meet the person you need to find. At this particular time. Okay. Um, go for it. So, everyone else is heading upstairs. One of the people who um, kind of runs away, you see that he was sitting with a companion. And that companion is um, a woman with dark hair. She seems to be in her... Maybe mid-40s, early-40s, mid-40s. And uh, some of her hair is graying. She's not wearing a mask, and she's not wearing the kind of thick makeup that you'd expect the geisha to wear. So some of the women that you've seen kind of scurry off and go and hide were wearing makeup, but it was almost like a, like a cartoonish mockery of geisha makeup. That was just kind of smeared on their faces, like very haphazardly. It may have been applied possibly like a day before or something of that nature. And um, it generally just looked really crappy. Um, those women have left. This woman isn't wearing any makeup. And it takes you only a minute as she turns her head to you and you notice her as the only person who's essentially conscious 
or capable of staying in this room by their own choice, and that she is here. This is the person you're looking for. She said she's sitting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're both looking at one another. Is there, like, a, an opposite chair that I can just, like, sit down across from her? Sure. I think first I'll whisper to Aji, like, this is her. Stay on guard. All right. Awesome. Aji, make a defy danger roll for me. Oh, boy. Oh. That's why I'm here. She's making a love roll. I rolled a towel. Oh, you probably should be making a love roll. All right. Well... So, <laughs> yeah, so you can you can smell that like gross opium, and um, it partially bothers you a little bit. Like it kind of like makes you makes you think it's been a while since you've smoked. Um, it's been a while since you've relaxed. You feel kind of edgy. You feel kind of tense in this room. The place is dirty. It's disgusting. These people are uh, they're no better than the Ada who clean up the clean up the shit in your household. This place is filthy. The floor has bits of blood on it that you can see down near your feet. You're probably dirtier for just coming into this place. Yeah. Anyway. It's gross. This place is disgusting. It's real gross. Mm-hmm. You almost feel like breathing on your neck. But you know nobody's behind you. You just can sense how tense this is, and maybe you even get a sense of some of the supernatural aspects that Yugure was getting. Like, your kind of warrior instincts can pick up some of this, as, like, the hairs on the back of your neck rise up, and you kind of can feel like, oh, there is something wrong with this place. It's not just how dirty and gross and kind of, uh, how much of a cesspool that this place is, both hygienically and morally, um, but that there's something, like, darker here. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yugre goes to sit down. I think that there's a low table that this woman ha- is, is sitting... There's a low table at which this woman is sitting, and um, the person across from her was drinking some sake. There's actually several sake bottles that are kind of, like, knocked over on the floor, and several cups that are... All of which are very filthy. Covered in dust. I don't think they're covered in dust. I think they're just covered in grime from never being washed. That's pretty gross, too. Yeah, if there's a seat, I'll sit. Otherwise, just, yeah, there's... You can sit down. Yeah. Just so I can, like, just sit there and look across at her Mm -hmm. and say, My name is Agasha Yugure. I'm one of the magistrates tasked with protecting the city and, and making sure... Things are safe. There's been a... darkness permeating it. And I followed the trail here. What do you know of this? She speaks without moving her... She speaks without opening her teeth. She speaks through clenched teeth. Her voice is kind of husky or like... um, a little gravelly. In some capacities, it maybe reminds you of Kuni Renyu's voice. But again, she doesn't really open her teeth when she speaks. And she says, 
you were the one who was supposed to, if you were the one who was supposed to guard this city, it must be your fault all these terrible things have happened. I don't like this, Hugh Gray. I think I'll like nod to, <laughs> nod to him so I don't just completely ignore him, but. <laughs> and then funny. I will continue to ignore him. I will take responsibility for many of our mistakes, but not for the evils others have perpetrated. What what have you done here? My hand was, my hand was forced, my hand was forced, Shigenja. Your actions are brought about only by your ineptitude. And she looks over at Aji and says, and yours brought about only by your weakness. Damn. Yugri, go ahead and make a uh, defy danger roll. You're starting to feel some of that same... It, like, you were brought here in part by this intensity, but you're feeling, like, the volume on it, almost like feedback with, uh, like, a stereo that's slowly rising. And at first, it's fine. You don't even notice it. But pretty soon, it gets to the point where you're like, that's a lot of buzzing, and it's starting to get problematic. And you can kind of feel that despair and that dark energy welling up in the place. Not bad. We rolled an 11. Minus 1 is 10. 10. All right. So, yeah. No XP. You can hear that, um, they would to continue that stereo okay. analogy. Yeah, this thing, this, like, feedback is kind of, like, make, like screaming at this point. And you can tell that there is a lot of dark energy in this room. And when you look, um, I think... Just for the hell of it, Aji notices it first from his vantage point, like from where he's standing, and Yugre maybe can't see it at first. Um, that out of her hand, she's dug her nails into her hand, and there's like a weird quantity of blood that's pouring out of her palm. And Aji can see this, and I think we like we see this for a beat as that like stereo screeching feedback noise kind of picks up and picks up until Yugure can then also see this blood trickling out from the side of the table. And this is an unnatural quantity of blood. This is like like pouring out of her hand. Like she should probably already have fainted after having lost this much blood. I think she'll say, I spared your children, Yugure. Leave while you can still be their father. Leave this city. Go home. <laughs> this isn't my strong suit, but I think I've got to just, like, stand up. I almost, like, want to threaten her or something. Like, this is not, like, you can't. Boy. This is not your place to tell me to leave. The evils that you are emanating, the whatever dark things you've done here, will not be forgiven. 
Yeah, threaten her with violence. Are you threatening her with violence in some way or another? Are you gonna hurt her if she doesn't do your thing? Are you gonna lightning bolt her? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. One of them is to get them to back off, and it seems like she's like threatening us, right? She's got this weird blood thing. She's going telling on. you. She's telling you to like yeah, get out of here, okay. forget about this, and leave. And if she just, if all she did was say that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel threatened. But like this weird tinnitus issue and like <laughs> the blood stream mm-hmm. and stuff. Like she's doing something, and that's what I need her to back down from. Like stop doing this thing. I don't know what you're doing, but stop it. So you're wanting to like back it up then? Yeah. Magic patch. Okay. So how are you? You. You want her to stop doing dark magic. Okay. You want her to bounce out of the city. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out of the city and don't come yeah. back. Here's, here's the only issue, though, is I think she's ready to harm you. Yeah. So I don't think that that yeah. would be a threatened, a threatened violence role. I think she's already... So. She's the one who's actually first threatened this violence. Yeah. Okay. So is it just... I think it be becomes like a, battle a battle role. Yeah. It's going to be real aggressive. So how are you attempting to battle her in some way or another? Well, I don't know. I think in scene, I would say what I said. Mm-hmm. But if it comes down to it, and she goes to pull from her holster first, like, I'm not going to make the first move. Uh huh. She already pulled her gun. It's all the blood. That's her gun. You I mean, it'd be. Strike first. Strike first or die. Well, does here's what I'm asking. Does Ugrape go to punch this woman? No. Okay. Does he like I would do maybe an inside thing, like breathing fire. Okay. okay. But not sure. like out of the blue, like she hasn't done anything yet other than scratched her palm. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead and make go ahead and make that roll because then how the roll goes will determine Yeah. Okay. How that goes. Yeah. He rolled a twelve. Pretty good. So fifteen. Fifteen. The opposite of last game. Well, no, it's not the lightning. It's a battle roll. Battle roll. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. So eleven. And still be will still be very good. Eleven. <laughs> okay. So, um, go ahead and and choose your choose your stuff, and we'll describe how this works or how this looks. You choose almost everything. Choose three out of four. Go ahead and choose your stuff and we'll describe how this works. So I'm going to seize what I want, suffer little harm, and impress dismay and frighten my enemy. Seize what you, well, what do you want? I mean, I want to discover more about what she's doing and stop her from doing evil stuff in the city. In the immediate sense, I want her to not complete whatever little ritual she's begun. So I was thinking... Like interrupt her. Yeah, maybe I like grab her. her by the wrist. You evaporate all the blood. Maybe not a wrap. Maybe I just like squeeze her wrist so hard that like she stops bleeding that's from her palm. Super freaky. Cut off. Oh, that's actually pretty, pretty freaky. Pretty, pretty interesting. You can almost like kind of just close up the the wound in her palm. But how are you hurting her? Just because you're hurting her hand? Well, I like the fire flare up. Like if I've just got. 
Oh, it almost <laughs> cauterizes the wound. Same right thing here. I did to Ajin. Ajin, he's right here. Do you have any flashbacks? Yeah. You got some flashbacks, Ajin? Alright, so um, you see this blood um, kind of leap out, and it leaps out towards. Um, in like a bunch of directions, it leaps out both at it leaps out both at Ugray and Aji, but other bits of it leap out um, towards these few like drunk or stoned folks who are in this room. Carnage style. Um, I was exactly mm-hmm. thinking Carnage style, and so it like whips out as these tendrils, and you go to grab it. You uh, you grab her hand, and uh, we see Yugare's hand kind of flare up with this like like a uh, bright flame, the same that we saw when he grabbed Aji's wrist, and essentially the wound ends up cauterizing. But instead, and those like tendrils that are farther away that were going after Aji and the drunks and stoned people who are kind of passed out in this lobby, those things kind of splash to the floor, and it's only the tendrils that kind of whip toward you that. Um, that connect, yeah, just because you are right there. I think Yugri's gonna suffer little harm. You just have little harm, so you're gonna suffer one harm. It's not that bad. Um, and then you're seizing what you want, you're impressing and freeing your enemy, so yeah. So, oh, I think she does, she does at this point open her mouth and say, uh, your strength is surprising, Yugri, given given your tenure in this city, and when you see that she's speaking and she seems angry and, like, in pain, um, that definitely on her tongue is the same exact face as was on the tongue of the demon that you saw in the lunar cave. Oh, no. This is her. I saw her in my vision. What's Aji up to in this situation? So he's grabbed, Yugre's grabbed this woman's hand. This woman is now yelling at him. You saw this blood jump up. Um, uh, including like, at you, though it didn't connect. I want to stock her face with my new Jade Tonto. Oh, you do have a Jade Tonto, that's right. Okay, so, awesome, so that's another battle roll. to kill you. Yeah. Here was, here's, the, here's the great thing, I forgot he had that, and if he was going to say, like, oh, I just attack her, I was going to be like, literally, you can't do anything. Nice. Eight. How'd we do? We got a seven plus. What? Eight. Eight. All right. So you're also battling against this woman. And again, Yugare is holding her hand. His his hand is like kind of clasped over her hand that had been bleeding, and it's like almost on fire, or certainly like uh, maybe like red hot. And you like run to like like attack her with this jade tanto. And, uh, yeah, so you have this eight, so what are your choices? And we'll describe how this goes. Uh, inflict terrible harm and suffer little harm. Oof. So you're gonna inflict That's terrible harm and you're gonna suffer little harm. That's that good one. Okay. So, and how much harm did you do before? Default? Yeah, he didn't do terrible harm, but you didn't say. I mean, I don't know. How do Usually I know? The what is what is the, the regular amount that your what is the regular amount that your Okami strike the strike down my foe do? Uh, that move would do two harm hand loud. Okay, so so we'll say that that did two harm. Yeah. Okay. So Aji's doing t- com- terrible harm to this woman. Mm-hmm. All right, and he's suffering little harm. Uh, I think Aji goes and he. 
How does this sound? Aji goes to Om and he stabs this woman in her face, and I think essentially her, like part of her face almost just slosses away, like under this uh, jade tanto where it almost like burns away, um, melts away both melt, melts away both the skin and the the skin and the muscle and the bone. And all that's left of her jaw at this point is just this hideous tongue that now is far larger uh, than like a human tongue should be. She's she just nosing up and then a tongue. going to turn back and yeah. this thing. Yeah. And I'm just saying, uh, as uh, like venom. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like venom's tongue, but if venom didn't have a lower jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very so symbiotic like relationship between mm -hmm. this story and the Spider-Man franchise. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that, uh, how, how do we think that, so that's what I, how I think Aji hurts her and hurts her pretty terribly. Hmm. Um, pretty but oh, I think when that happens, like more just, uh, instead of regular blood, this black ichor shoots out of this wound and um, I think that it kind of sprays onto um, it almost like alien style sprays in Aji's face and kind of like burns him so I think he also is going to end up taking um, the equivalent of if this was D&D &D, like two acid damage yeah like Hydro Man yeah so like armor won't protect you from it, so you're going to take one damage since you chose to take little harm. Oh, my beautiful face! Yeah, oh, I think I think you are, like, oh. like burned. Like, it hits you in the face and you're burned a bit. Your face is already All right. fucking, like, burned for months. Um, like, eight months. Yeah, and I think, I think she, um, I think this woman kind of pulls away, and you hear her voice in your heads. We hear her voice like in their heads, but we just hear her like kind of trying to speak like in this broken tongue, like she doesn't have a jaw and oh. she just has this flapping tongue. So we hear like the garbled noises, but we hear her voice in their heads. Can I pitch this? What if one of the, uh, the super high opium people just stand up and start talking for her? I kind of think like she was trying to get control of them oh, to use against these it. dudes and she had it. He stopped her from doing that. Okay. She was trying to get, basically get control of everybody in the room to just kill you, Gray. What if the tongue mouth is just screaming? So it's just... <laughs> oh, and that's... It turns out I'm that's sorry. that's the, the the crazy feedback noise that you've been hearing is like oh, like we see tongue. this as the tongue's whipping around and it's shrieking now in pain and it matches the pitch of this uh, insane feedback noise, mm. um, and you hear her call down like like I had warned you, Yugure, I had warned you. Now they're dead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the children. The children. And she said, "Yeah, for all kill your kids." Yeah, if you want to see, if you want to see them ever again, in one piece, leave here now. I want to read a person. I don't think she's got these. I don't think she's sure. got anything over these kids. <laughs> she just killed them at this point. Come on, your boo fails. This is not a person. You can't kill your hostages until you get what you want. I hear you, <laughs> but also it's like, oh, this is your last chance. You do a thing like. Right, we got six, seven, seven. Ooh, close, well close. Done. 
Is your things. character telling the truth? I guess that's what I need to know. Um, and I'm going to answer this in a bigger way, especially since you're a Shigenja. You know that this woman has the ability to call or is bound to this giant flying monster. Mm. The flying monster is not in the room. And you know there's a chance that she could be sending it right now to your home. And that that is what exactly she's intending to do. So theoretically, the message has been sent out to that creature to, to essentially go, to go after your family. Is there any way I could figure out if there's something I can do about that other than just let her go? Um, if you've got some kind of move that you can use with that, that'd be one thing, but... Okay. Um, it I seems as though that message has already, like, she's already sent that signal out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, com she's, the guards have already gotten on the radio and called for backup. Like, that, that's happened. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> I think, um, ooh, I think, no, I'll, want to have her maybe do something to Aji in this period of time. Assault him. Yeah, I think she... I think Aji hears something different in his head. So, like, Aji doesn't hear that same message. Instead, Aji hears, like, why bother with all this pain, Aji-san, when you know that you can find peace so easily? Why risk your own death when you can hear the dragon sing? And I think her, um... Her other hand that isn't being held by Yugure um, opens up and just all these poppies bloom out of her hand. And I think Aji's gonna have to make a love roll about that one. I like that. That's pretty, pretty freaky. That's pretty good. Alright, we got a seven plus love, right? Six plus one? Do we have one love? What the fuck? I think he's. I guess I don't have one love too. Okay, so right. seven. So you get the middle, middle, middle okay, round. I mean, thematically, it'd be like the fourth option where I go to the object of my love and abandon an ally. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. good. So would you go to her and like the poppies she's like presenting to you, or would you go somewhere else to go get opium? Let's yank that on these people's hands, right? I mean, it is straight from the source. Uh, <laughs> uh, I assume it's... I'm pretty weak to, like, demon magic, so I'd just... I'd assume I'd go for her. Alright, so yeah, so you kind of go over to her, and um, I think we see Aji kind of like in this dreamlike state or almost trance-like state kind of walk over and um, like out of her out of her hand, almost a, like proboscis style, mm -hmm. like unrolls this thing that then quickly becomes a pipe that she's holding and Aji almost like just comes up to it to just smoke opium in the middle of this den. Um, and I think we don't, we only see just like kind of a shadow of her in this hand kind of holding out this pipe at this point, and like amid these poppy flowers. And um, 
probably fine. That's probably the worst thing I could ever. <laughs> yeah, what's you what's Yugre thinking? I and I I think Yugre isn't even aware of what's going down with Aji at the moment. Like until he makes his decision as to what he's doing, he's he kind of has his own message. What was the? And maybe you hear the scream of like that um, that pterodactyl oni that you saw in the lunar cave. Like you hear it shriek out in the distance. What was the demand she made? Like the ultimatum? Like she basically told you. She basically gave the you better get out of here because your family's about to get killed by a monster. <laughs> Like this building? Because originally, earlier she said, told you we were to leave the city. But in the immediate sense, was it just like, get out of this? That was more like a, why don't you pack up your bags and ditch all this stuff and get out of here for your own good. So, at the moment, she's not making a demand of you. She's just, just telling you, hey, don't you want to go deal with that? Yeah, I... <clears throat> what if... <laughs> I do see Aji doing this, and that's what makes me think, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense logically, but I almost want to say that seeing Aji just like succumb to that would be like, fine, Why don't you... I'm out of here. This doesn't make any sense. Okay. okay. Why don't you make a, you could make a read a situation roll right here. Yeah. That's not as fun all right, you got a seven plus plus one. Okay. Eight. Um, yeah. He's convinced somebody or something. Are you talk, go to court. Do you know You already smoked the opium. You're going to be this woman's... You made your choice. Thing I now. made your choice. He's making the same choice that you made, by the way. Yeah. Basically, I mean, my children aren't technically my love, but, like, mm. to mm. prioritize that. What enemy is the biggest threat? <laughs> you could have, I feel like you could have oh. had him roll to Easy. give the answer. I'll, yeah, so, and, and this works perfectly. I think you're kind of staring at her, and then we have a flashback of you talking to Kuni Renyu. So this isn't him on his deathbed. This is, like, when you and he were, when you guys were, like, um, interviewing people and, like, investigating and you're, you tell him about the, this Oni, and he'll describe how, like, Oni are demons who need a, an anchor in this world in order to stay there. Mm. Um, they draw power from the person whose name they're bound to. The more powerful the person, the more powerful the Oni can be. But at some point, the Oni's taken everything they can from them um, and has no longer any use from that person. Similarly, Oni will sometimes protect the person they're bound to because they want to draw more from them and more strength and further anchor themselves in this world and essentially give themselves more freedom than to just be kind of like spooky evil demon monsters. Um, and you realize if she's dead, this demon that she summoned and told to do this thing doesn't have a reason to do it. She's dead. Unless this demon just really loves eating just kids. Really loves, just really yeah. loves eating kids. Like you have to take that. You have to take that gamble. Like, like, yeah. You're like, this like demon might kids. not have a reason to do this. There's no evidence that we know of that demons like eating kids anyway. Yeah, come on. Right. We've you never know. seen. Yeah, yeah, you never do seen know, the demon. You do know that there has been a. <laughs> you do know that there has been a demon that's been uh, supposedly eating children, but. <laughs> yeah, he does actually know that. <laughs> All I see is like Yuri is like. I need evidence that you've done something wrong. 
threatening my kids isn't enough. <laughs> I need to know if I should kill you. You're not sucking her finger, but that's not illegal. <laughs> it's not Please, wrong. Please, do something illegal. <laughs> so I can kill you. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about that. Uh, yeah, so... I'm just gonna try to kill her then. Oh no! All right, please. there we go. So making progress. I was thinking, I was thinking lightning this time. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I think the thing is, I think it's still another battle roll because well, I think the two of you are roll is like a, a moving thing. It's lightning thing. It's still battle roll. The thing. This is when I'm in physical conflict. Okay, yeah. then yeah, you're right. It is. It go is for like it. an actual battle roll. It okay. just gives you it way more options. It. Yeah, it just replaces it. We got a six plus Only a nine. Oh, it's a nine. This is pretty good. Uh, on a nine, I choose two, and you choose one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to choose... Plus one harm, plus one additional harm. Wow. All right. Jesus. So you are absolutely going to destroy this woman. Nice. Um, a plus. Well destroyed. Uh, however, you're going to be hurt in this process as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and describe what that looks like. Wait, do you have to pick one of those two? Though? Oh yeah, you're gonna take you're gonna take harm from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Oh no. So you do automatically. I, I suffer automatically. Harm. I have to do. Harm. I have to do this. Choose one. You could choose that I suffer no harm. That's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to choose that? Oh, I choose cool. that it's I'll choose that it's non-lethal. That might be pretty good. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, choose that. That's wonderful. Oh, oh my god, um, go down. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real nasty to you. This is gonna be an area of effect thing. Okay, that fits my description. Yeah, and so I think <laughs> so I think you guys might have to um, so you're gonna take harm for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Aji is gonna have to make a defy danger roll again to de- avoid the harm from this. So that's hold, fine. Hold He's on great for at that. He yeah. only nearly buried me underneath a mountain. So mm-hmm. I always imagine you graze lightning coming from the sky. Mm-hmm. As a, uh, I think sometimes people are, like from his hand. It's fine either way, but it's been this time it like is definitely from this guy. Six months. The filming's been all off what? about yeah. that. I didn't sign so off much. on those proofs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this time it comes from the sky. Incidentally, we're inside, and this is a two-story building, which means we're oh. taking out like multiple mm-hmm. layers of oh, yeah, structure in order for this lightning bolt to carve a hole through the building straight down onto her. Does it kill a man upstairs? Maybe. Maybe there's some falling of roofs. That's a common theme. Yeah. Okay. These, these buildings are usually pretty well awesome. flame-proof. Yeah, made of, made of wood a little Okay, bit. I think that... A little bit. Awesome. So, Covered in oil. So, yeah, she... Finger buildings out of We have this, and what does what does Ugray <laughs> say? So what does Ugray yeah. say to this woman as this happens? Because I think he gets his... He gets something to say here. Or she does. Either one. Before she is essentially just... Evaporated, yeah, vaporized. I think he says something to himself instead, which is like almost whispers it. Like he's talking to her, but not so that she can hear, and just say like, "You have no power here anymore." Basically, he's admitting to himself that like he's going to choose. To get rid of the evil over, like, anything else. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your new love. All right, so this okay. lightning bolt crashes. We hear, like, this cr- tremendous crack of thunder, and this massive lightning bolt, like, bursts through. We see maybe a shot from, like, above, 
and just see this lightning bolt zap down, crashing through the roof of this building. And absolutely, like, we see kind of the, if this was a cartoon that weird word, she becomes like a line drawing and is like, like <laughs> vanishes almost. Mm. Um, but yeah, a bunch of this roof falls down. Definitely all the other people, you get hit by some of this lightning or by some of this debris. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say all the other people in this lobby are just crushed by rubble or all uh, crushed by rubble in this situation. And Aji is, who is pretty messed up right now, is going to have to make this roll. It's only half dead. Um, Should be fine. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how this roll goes, because Aji's going to have to like manage to not get out of here. This might be by just sheer luck rather than his own abilities. Do you have an NPC in mind? To take over? Uh, yeah, I guess. I just want to let you know. Last time you rolled it, no, you're oh. fi- of course you're fine now. Man. All right. Last time you rolled the So I think it's better. more. I think Aji honestly gets because <laughs> he's just so high. Uh, he's just, just like he's just outside. he's just getting high. Wait, it's actual. Um. Well, you you I think yeah. How about that? Then you think that that's what's happening. And in the last moment, like you're there, you kind of like you go to take a drag off of this pipe, and you look up and you see. You go to take a drag off this pipe and you look up and you see the, like, this woman in her state of, like, her jaws off and there's ichor everywhere and she's covered in, there's this, like, dark energy kind of crackling around her and we see Aji kind of gasp and then this lightning bolt crashes down and I think he's just blown across the room and I think almost comically he's blown out of the building. (laughs) So, um... We then see like a shot of the outside of this building, and this building is definitely on fire. Um, and you see some people kind of like stumbling out, real injured. It's on fire. Um, you hear like <laughs> you hear like a bell clanging in the background, or somebody yelling about a fire. So the firemen will show up to put this fire out. Um, we see Aji kind of stand, like maybe kind of stand up or sit up from the equivalent of like. 15 to 20 feet away from the building. And uh, maybe we see Yugure kind of come out of the building or limp out of the building, um, possibly carrying somebody who uh, was injured. The when one the person fell who on didn't them. immediately die? Yeah. yeah, that one. We see a uh, we see a cart or a carriage almost um, flanked by at least two, possibly four um, samurai, like armed samurai on horseback. The carriage itself is carried by at least two horses. Is the carriage like adorned with like the Imperial Mon or like the Emerald Champion standard, or is it like kind of? Flying on, more under the radar here. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we don't see any particular mon. Oh no! I'm thinking of. It, I was saying yes. I guess it is. Uh, okay. Imperial, like the chrysanthemum thing. Right? right. So we see then that this carriage is adorned with like um, uh, banners that have the the green chrysanthemum mon of the uh, Emerald Champion. Mm-hmm. And um, it travels not 
very quickly down this road. And uh, the camera pans over this road that we can see is just barely passable as it seems as though a thaw has taken place, allowing it to, allowing a carriage of this kind to head into the city. And the camera pans in such a way where we can see that the carriage is heading toward Ryoko Owari. It's like late winter then, theoretically? I think either later in winter or just that there is a thaw at some point, like, or just an abatement of snowing and that kind of thing. And some of the, some of the snow melts or some of the ice melts and this carriage has been able to travel. We see that um, carriage enter through probably the most common gate that most of these things enter through, Gate of Oni's Teeth. Yeah, I feel like every time we say that, we're like, ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the Gate of Oni's Teeth. Yeah. And... Baden Pass? Yep, that's exactly where he'd be coming from. So the Gate of Oni's Teeth, which enters into the Temple Quarter. Um, <clears throat> the, the riders outside, we see... Give me just a give me just an adjective or two for uh, the bodyguard, the Ajimbo. Okay, the one following him. Um, thinking, uh, young. Young. Yeah, I think he's like trying to prove himself, so that's why he's assigned here. Okay. Possibly. So a we see a young uh, a young samurai kind of dismount when he gets to the thunder guard. And shows them um, shows them some papers. The thunder guard kind of quickly bow, and the samurai hops back on the horse, and the carriage comes into the city. Passes the uh, the temple of Amaterasu, and quickly heads into the into the pious gate, which ends up in the noble quarter. And then soon we see that this uh, carriage has arrived at the uh, magistrate residence. The the young samurai uh, dismounts again, looks around, and then I think opens the carriage door and outsteps a man who seems to be in his mid to later forties, sure. a little bit chunky, uh, with I think a top knot hairdo. Mm-hmm. Um. Adorned with the adorned with the badge of the Emerald Magistrates, and we kind of pan up to see that it is Asako Anjo. So one of the assistants to the Emerald Champion Doji Setsume. Do you have someone playing him when you introduce him first? No. Do you have a a thought for that? John Goodman. Sure. John Goodman. We're whitewashing this whole show. Yeah, come it's on, true. guys. Jesus. So, again, a little, a, little, a little chunky. Yeah, that's where, that's where we are. We're literally in front of the magistrate residence with Asako Anjo and... What is the name of Anjo's bodyguard? Shiba Hoshi. Shiba Hoshi. So, Shiba is the family name. Hoshi is his personal name. Mm-hmm. And he says... Um, is that like an important family? Or like they're like the warrior family of the Phoenix Clan. So they are important. Okay. I didn't know if they're like a minor. We know no, Shiba, right? Shiba Shonagon, who had died, Asako Kento's niece. Oh, right, the lady in the... Mm-hmm. Who wrote memoirs like, of an opium eater, yeah. Like, who do we know? And he was like, oh, they're already died. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> quite dead. <laughs> oh, they're quite Very dead. Bad. So is this... <clears throat> after... 
um, we know that Tayo's dead, or no? I don't think question. I don't think we do. How long has it been since Tayo's disappearance? I think that this is at least several. Seconds. I think this is at least several days <laughs> um, since since Tayo's since Tayo's death, and so yeah. I don't think anybody, I don't think any of the other magistrates know about this. So are Anji and I like done with our thing and yeah, back I think home this is done. The audience maybe doesn't quite know this, but it, maybe it said like three days later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sure. So I guess I'm going into this uh, the magistrate's residence. Sure. The city hall. Which one was it? The magistrate residence. Gotcha. I think I think Hoshi says like, oh, shall I have the Shall I basically have them send messages to the to the governor to announce your to announce that you're here? Uh, that's a good idea. Make sure to uh, bring the the package in with us too. Yes, and I, I think you'll say like like man's probably yeah. Hodos almost say like like hi I'm like yes my lord, mm-hmm. and he'll uh, um, he gives like like a message to these other riders, and so basically they're off doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably alerting the governor and also Yogo Asako that you're here. So those guys are busy. It's just you and Shiba Hoshi. Mm-hmm. And Shiba Hoshi, I think, has a um, a box that's no bigger than a shoebox with him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so we how long? It was like ten months ago when they. It's been a while since you guys. Since the so we've seen each other, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he just looks up and just, I think, just shakes his head like, "Oh God," and just walks in. All right. So again, uh, Asako Anjo hasn't been here for, yeah, nearly because you guys became the magistrates. The PCs became the magistrates in the spring, so it's been almost a year since Asako Anjo has been in Ryoko Iwari, or certainly been to this magistrate's residence. Mm-hmm. Um, you had seen them at some point, probably in the summer, um, we had to do right when they went to meet with the Emerald Champion at Caillou uh, Nakoma. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, you've not been here. It's changed in several ways. When you arrived, it was still full of the finery from uh, Naratokai. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only in the process of being cleaned out from his personal effects by his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you arrive, I think, A, it's the winter, and B, it's not... Um, even just when you're let in by the servants into like the waiting quarter, it's like much stark. It's much less adorned. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like most of the nice stuff, at least the fancy stuff, has been taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably noticed that and just, uh, I don't know, like, makes a face like, that's weird. What team is he from again? Uh, Phoenix. So, mm-hmm. the, um... <clears throat> was all that fancy stuff the, pre- like, Naratoki's stuff? Theoretically, yeah. Yeah, his okay. wife took, like, most of it. So, either his, his wife took it, slash I think you guys, like, redid a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and, and that's, that's not as suspicious as I was thinking. Okay. And and I was thinking Asako was just like, hmm, they're just taking all this stuff, aren't they? But not as much anymore. Okay. Um, as, as someone who works for the Emerald Champion as an assistant, does Anjo head in here, like, 
like, oh, servants of this house, like, do what I say in this situation, or does he come in as any other guest and kind of wait? Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. I think, uh, no, he might wait. Okay. Sure. He'll be late. Cool. All right, could one of the other PCs make a, um, essentially make a sagacious roll for me? Sure. All right, so Ishii's going to do it. Snake eyes, baby. We got three and six. Very good. Twelve. All right. Um, Ishii, you got, you got wind that this, uh, that an important person was coming, and then I think, uh, pretty... can't have beneficial wind, though, because of his team. That's true. Wind is not, no good for me, dog. So you got, um, you had heard that someone... (laughs) That's good. That someone important was coming to town, and, um, like, it was put on, it's put in such a way that, like, oh... Um, you should probably be like interested in this, and then I think through the Thunder Guard, probably you ended up hearing that it was um, like someone sent by the Emerald Champion. How much time do I have? Very, very little. Like I think, I think you heard this. Maybe like riders outside the city could have perhaps notified other Thunder Guard that this was happening but it really would be the amount of time that it takes to get from the pious gate from the gate to, to I get you. the magistrate's residence. So like 30, 40 minutes maybe. Harsh. Okay. Uh, well, zero ten is fair, so I guess I'll when the servants tell all us that he's here, I guess. Yeah, so um, the three of you are alerted that you have a guest. The servants alert you guys. You might already, you know that this person is at least coming into the city. Mm-hmm. And um, did you give Aji and Ugray a heads up on that, you think? Sure. We Do we know that, uh, do we know Tayo's missing or no? Um, you guys have not seen Tayo in several days. Then I would send him a message as well. Okay, sounds good. So... Um, the, but yeah, so Aji and Yugre and Ishii, servants come and say like, oh, you have a guest, and they'll tell you that it's Asako Anjo. Um, go to greet him. Yeah, because we'll all go as a group. Sure. Okay. So the three of you head to your kind of waiting room foyer area to meet Asako Anjo. The servants have brought out tea. I think it's... It's the morning, but, like, the late morning. We weren't expecting Asako Anjo, right? No, you guys were not espe- expecting Asako Anjo. You, Ishii, yeah. might have. You asked him... I did, like, I did him. drop a bunch of shit on him mm-hmm. and was like, well, do what you do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, what exactly did you tell him? Do you remember? I told, I told you, all right, here's what's going on in the city. A bunch of, there's fucking a bunch of demons running around. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's not going great. I don't know how much more time I'm going to have to write this letter to you, so I'm right now. And then I was like, you agree he's doing pretty great. It's a little, little weird about his family, but otherwise doing great. <laughs> Aji's addicted to opium. <laughs> Tayo is, is... Super corrupt. Is, Probably corrupt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what I told you. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess everyone 
Is everyone here now or what? Yeah, so do you guys head into the meeting room where you guys usually have meetings? Do you hang out in the garden? It's warmer than it normally has been, but it's still not. I feel like your great doesn't ever want us to hang out in the garden again. Yeah, good point. I might be over it now. I don't know. Maybe kill the demon. Right. Are you over it then? Well, I think without shifting the whole scene to... But I probably have been meditating or trying to figure out if the darkness is really gone or something like that before I'm like moving on okay so meeting room then yeah okay meeting room then so we see this we see the meeting room the meeting room is adorned with some decorations but definitely fewer than were there um, when Narutoki had Narutoka uh, was a little opulent. Or yes, but the funny thing is, the meeting weird. room had the meeting room had fewer than other places in the house. Uh, other fewer <laughs> decorations than other places yeah. in the house. It now has even fewer than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the change that uh, Anjo has seen just in the physical layout of the space. Yeah. So, um, I don't. Well, it, it, are there any decorations or anything? It's probably like a magistrate seal somewhere on one of the walls. I mean, like, the chair and the table are still nice, obviously, but I would say it's it's definitely more Spartan than, like... I feel like Naruto was pretty, uh... Oh, maybe there's, like, a like a tapestry of the, the city map or something? That's sure it's good. Yeah, there's yeah, a tapestry like of the that. city map that we've, like, zoomed in on, or, like, the... Um, yeah, That's the audience we, has seen periodically. Have, we have used that as a transition, like, 12 times yeah. or something. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And a movie poster that just says, This is Spartan. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Absolutely. Um, There's a door, that's decoration, right? Adorned, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe Anjo was just looking at this map as you guys come in, just like, hmm. How are you? Hello? It is, uh, it's so good to see you here, Sako Anjo. We weren't, uh, we weren't expecting you. Arigato. <laughs> Arigato. Oh, yes, yeah, good, good to see most of you again. Um, <laughs> I see that, um, yeah, I like, I like the, um, it warms my heart to see all the changes that have happened in the, uh, since I've been here before. It um, seems much, much less distractions here, but it is comforting to see that this, this old map will probably always stay here. I think it, it's been here longer than I've been alive. I'm sure it'll be here long after I'm gone. Such as the way with, uh, with extremely useful tools. Absolutely. Oh, would you like to have a seat? I think we have much to talk about. Yeah, what brings you here? Sure. Well, I, I guess we're still waiting, though, right? I, oh. I sent I sent a missive for Tile, but... <clears throat> yeah, uh, he doesn't live here. I think he was living here when you first... Yeah, he was, he was originally living here, but he... Um, he moved himself and his wife to a house out in the Merchants Quarter? In the, the, the old district. In the old district. Oh, the wealthy district, isn't it? Is that correct? I know, man. Not the person asked about them. Sure. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the wealthy district. Just know you lose a few blocks down. Oh, Several blocks. The old section. There. That's what it's called. The, the old, old section. section. Haven't been there myself, but... I'm sure that makes working uh, tricky sometimes, but... Hopefully he's on his way. We all have our tasks that we focus on. 
and we meet regularly to confer about all the goings on. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. I guess um, I heard recently about the uh, the victory over the, the moon cult, at least, and I heard rumors about a, a more recent victory, too, but I haven't heard the details. There was a vile Mahosho, or what's it? Mahosukai that Aji and I dispatched just a few nights ago. Oh, and you, is your face all fucked up still? So, yeah, I, I think. Mean, by the way, also, character changes since then. Yeah. Aji looks horrendous. Like, he has yeah. a giant mouth scar that you didn't see before, and now his face is scorched. And did you have both those mouths before? This, this man, this man <laughs> is walking around with a cane all the time. Uh, or most of the time, right? Uh, black so? man. I have my cane, yeah. And I am, let me check my hair again, I'm definitely still bandaged up. And he has white hair now. Or and, gray I, hair. Yeah, and my hair is, like, grayed since you've last seen me, so. Oh, yeah. She has definitely changed in this place. Oh, and, and probably, I mean, since you all cared... Sako's lost a few pounds. Oh. oh. Well, he's less chubby now. <laughs> All right. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I think you might you know, look at the three of you for a minute. Well, I see the uh, magistrate's duties have taken a toll on everybody. This town seems to be infected with some kind of supernatural presence. Supernatural. I am not prepared to deal with this. This is not a job description the way it was. Is, it, um, is that true? Should I talk to the champion? We could have you moved if need be. I, mean, I think it's over now, according to you, Gray. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> I, have, I am optimistic that we've dealt with the problem, but I've continued to commune with the Kami to make sure that there's nothing lingering. And what do the kami say? Hi. Greens <laughs> and walnuts, says the kami. Uh, I don't know. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> the magic paintball says maybe. I <laughs> so I Probably. think you're like... Like, I think, uh... Like, I can, for, for, for our... For our sake, I think Yugure's had a hard time meditating after all this stuff. Like, he's been mm-hmm. very drained. Sure. Makes sense. I think I'll say, I, um, to be honest, I've had a hard time meditating, feeling very drained, but it is something that I continue to stay vigilant for. Mm. It is my utmost concern for the city. I see, yeah. Duty to the city and duty to, uh, to your spirit are both a delicate balance, I understand. But, um, yes, I'm glad. I th- thank you for all the work you've done for the city. Um, what, what's the honorific? Just Agasha-sama? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agasha-sama. But Kakita-sama, if you do need a transfer, please let me know. I can arrange that immediately. But, um, Hida-sama, um, seems to take its toll on you too. Such is the way of the city. We've been uh, working long and hard, long and hard against the supernatural and um, the natural corruption in man's heart in this city. Well, it's good. You've, it seems that you finally made some headway, the three of you. It's good to know <clears throat> the four of you and um, 
all of your deputies, I'm sure, have helped out quite a lot. It was, I will tell you, it's, there was, um, some talk, you know, back the main office, HQ, about, um, how long it's taken to get results, but I'm glad recently that you have maybe solidified the team here. But, um, I appreciate the correspondence and, uh, and your, um, your request for help. And I, uh, I was able to uh, free up some time and I can assist for a, a few weeks at least as I'm needed. How long is winter still to go? A few weeks? Or it'll, be, it'll be clearing up soon. Okay. Oh, I didn't, <clears throat> and, uh, I didn't know you she requested help. I, I had requested help uh, months ago with the bandage fade, but winter has uh, slowed our efforts. Oh. Mm. Yes, uh, Bayushi Sama didn't um, correspond with us very much, but I'm I'm glad that that you've um, been better at that. I have a better understanding of what's been going on here. Did Ajo say that he was in charge now? Is that a thing he dropped? No, he didn't. He was just like, just oh yeah, we need to... Right. He does, I think, like, within the within the structure, he does, like, outrank you guys. So he does? He um, but he's control? not the Emerald Magistrate of this city. <clears throat> so it's the same kind of thing of, like, when Jan comes in to talk to the folks at the office, Michael is still in charge of the office, but Jan does outrank, outrank him. Mm, but I do, because of your uh, recent successes, I do... Um, have a gift for you, I guess you could say, but to be honest, you would have gotten this gift either way. It's that shoebox thing, probably. Alright, and so um, a young Yajimbo um, hands over, or like presents to um, Anjo this box, or do you just want your Yajimbo to kind of like open it up for them and kind of like present it to them? Or just present the the closed box. Yeah, just the closed box. All right, so he kind of it'll be such a surprise. Just presents this closed box to uh, to, get the, new to the three of you. When you open that box, yeah, it is the four um, seals. I'm not sure if you guys should just have you guys just have one seal among the four of you. I feel like we just have one. Is that the case? Yeah, I thought it was sure one before. Yeah, then you guys just have you guys just have the one seal for like official duties. Um, and so yeah, so then it might even be a smaller box. Share. It might even be a smaller box than that. But who lost the um, seal? Oh my god! Yeah, but so it's 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 a seal uh, that uh, yeah, it's the it's like a it's a jade seal with like the mon of the emerald champion that's kind of stamped on it. That's like super intricate. Um, if you have the old one and like hold them up next to one another, they're subtly, subtly different. It's the kind of thing that someone would really have to look for to notice the differences. Really? Yeah. Are we, uh, are we sure this is different enough for uh, local authorities to be able to catch the forged ones? Um, I have all at, um, it's what would be, like, all confidence in, um, the, the other people, the officials to tell the difference. All right. And, yeah, make sure to destroy the old ones as quickly as possible. 
Is that a thing that we can ask? Like, so, what are the? Here's a fun. Here's a fun thing about that though. That seal is a big piece. Is like a piece of jade. Mm-hmm. So, just as a heads up. So Ishi's <laughs> definitely not the one who like pops this out or pre- presents the old one. Did we have the old one? You guys have the old one that you were supposed to destroy, but since the newer one got stolen, you were using the old. So you were using version one. Version one. No, version Version two got stolen. Stolen. This is version (laughs) three. Were they all made of jade? Yes. Oh, interesting. I'd probably be hard to destroy them. (laughs) Never mind. Right. Yeah, you might like just break it up with a hammer. Like, yeah, but you just anyway just score the face and then it won't be usable. Who's going to be in charge of holding this seal? Oh, I'm sure you four can figure that out. We've held it in the civil hall for. I think Yugra is expecting Ishii to take it mm-hmm. as like the commander or whatever. Oh, the lead. The lead. And then, when, does Aji ask that out loud? Like, who's going to take it? Yeah. So that's like. Ishii's just, like, not taking it for some reason, and then Naji asks, so I, I'll i take it out of the box? Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, I mean, we're supposed to, like, take it, right? So, take yeah, it. we're supposed to hold it. I'm just saying we should have held it in the, the civil hall because we have, like, a joint desk there. Yeah, so I think I'll, like, awkwardly take it and be like, well, I... Be there later today for my normal scheduled time. Perfect. Well, while I'm in the city, I'm going to, uh, I think, stay at my um, my uncle's house, who I heard um, is no longer living there. But I'll I'll take over for at least while I'm staying here, so I don't interfere mm-hmm. in your residence. So Andre's saying that he's going to take over, kind of as the lead, while he's here. Oh, no, he's just on a living oh. situation, living at Asako Kinto's house. Yeah. Well, of course, you're. We wouldn't um, ask you to stay here against your will, but we do have room if you wanted to. I think um, Bayushi San should move back into his room that we assigned for him. Okay. I wouldn't want to delay that transfer. Well, he, uh, he's chosen to stay at the other house for the safety and well-being of his, his family, his two young children, most especially. In fact, my, my own children visit them for, for tutoring during the days. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure if he shows up, he can um, make his argument. <clears throat> but it is traditional for the magistrates to stay at the magistrate res- residence. So here's here's the here's my idea of how we get like a heads up on something's going on with Tayo. Aside from <clears throat> just he doesn't show up to this meeting, I think that um, like a servant comes back um, as you've been having this meeting, mm-hmm, the and the servant can maybe yeah tell you that. Um. Did Ishii send him? Yeah, I, I think I, I think the like, servant kind of um, comes up and like whispers to you that like um, 
Bayushi Hikari has said that Tayo has not returned home for like yeah, like three or four days. Um. Uh, Sakalanjo, I'm, I'm sorry, I've just received news that Tayo has been, uh, has been missing. She's always been missing for the past uh, three days. Apparently his wife just... <clears throat> but she's always been missing for the past three days. His wife just told the courier that he hasn't been home in that much time. It is unlike him to, to do this. Uh, he hasn't shown up for duty in three days? It hasn't been his turn. It hasn't been his day at the at the hall. We assumed he was off investigating. <clears throat> Generally, each assigned different cases. We are each assigned different cases, and then we follow them and report. You let him in particular uh, have such a a wide uh, berth. I see. Okay. Well, I hope he's found way. soon. <clears throat> I have a lot to speak with him about. I would like to read, you know. Alright, so Ishii Ishi wants to check out his uncle Anjo. Yeah. Go for it. Something seems a little wrong again. Alright, so that was a four. <laughs> okay. Five, six, seven. What does your character intend to do? I guess. <clears throat> like, what? what is your next step in the city of Sako Anjo while we, while we look for Taya? Oh, I'll, I'll just be here to um, assist in any way possible. Is that, is that true? No, I think he is here to... Uh, check up on you, especially the person you said was an addict and the person you said was corrupt and didn't show up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And kind of steer you in the right direction, maybe, is the even more honest answer to that. Okay. Cool. That was my question. So I guess... This, this is like your uh, job evaluation. Igure-san, the civil hall should be the safest place in the city. Moving out shows questionable judgment. From what I've heard of Tayo, and he looks at Aji, the fact that he's not here is concerning. Equally concerning is that the three of you have no idea where he may be or what he's beginning himself into. The Emerald Champion will not be pleased. Things need to start changing in Ryoko Wari. City of Lies is Tone as Kakita Aji, Brandon as Hida Ishii, David as Bayushi Tayo, Andrew as Agasha Yugure, and Austin as your Game Master. The theme music for City of Lies is Mission of Danger by Lobo Loco. Additional music for this episode includes Q5, Dark, Somber, Sad, Spooky, Ambient by Solaflare, The Most Annoying Sound Ever by Ethan Buck, and Quaalude by Cowpay. Our intro was read by Scott. This American Dice, Ryoko Wari, City of Lies, uses the City of Lies box set by Greg Stoles, published by Alderac Entertainment Group. The mechanics used is a modified PBTA system by Brendan Taylor of Galileo Games. Join us next time for more this American Dice. Hey, everybody. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher, 
It would really help This American Dice. And for every five-star review we receive, we'll read it on air. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. That's the comic book cover. Is it? Yeah. It's just her with both hands out, and Yuguri's holding one, and Aji's holding the other. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Aji's not holding the other. He's smoking the other. He's it's, a real, uh, it's a real Betty Veronica situation. Or Frenching her. Yeah. And you're Frenching her hand. And Frenching the little mouth on her tongue. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Why is Venom on the cover of this L5R book? Todd McFarlane was like, hey, I spent all my money on Mark McGuire baseballs. <laughs> This is a really old joke. Yeah, she also holds up a bunch of poetry and then waves it at you and throws it out the window. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> but she actually had pretended to throw it and you run out and you feel goofy. 